0: Hey, you guys, this episode of the Social Studies Podcast features Cuckoo Kangaroo. And I just want to let you know that they are having a virtual New Year's Eve party that is fun for the entire family. That's going to be going down on New Year's Eve with a countdown and everything. So if you're interested in attending that, go ahead and get your tickets at CuckooKangaroo.com. Enjoy this episode. Okay. socialites and welcome back to another episode of the social studies podcast the podcast where we study being social by being social so last week i told you that i'm applying for jobs you know in the field um because i got time and i want to well i had an interview this week for an elementary school librarian position hello yes And yes, I did tell them that my strongest skill for the position was the fact that I read stories in the style of Robin Williams mixed with Jim Carrey. But apparently that wasn't good enough because I didn't get the job. I think we're going to chalk it up to nepotism. There was nepotism running rampant in the district and somebody's daughter got the position and that is fine with me, just kidding, I don't know, it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be, and that's fine, that's fine, honey, I'm okay with it, I'm okay with it, but I'm gonna, um, I'm still applying, I applied to four new kindergarten positions, put me in, put me in, I want to teach that kindergarten, you know, it's gonna be a wild ride when Mr. D comes to town, baby, um, No, but I've always wanted to teach kindergarten, so I think this would be an awesome opportunity, especially because there's all these long-term positions that are open from now until the end of the school year. Perfect. Right in time to go back on tour. I can. It'll all be good. So still applying. We're going to see what happens. Interviewing is wild. App absolutely wild. Forgot what that was like, but I do have to say, I'm grateful to be able to have brushed up on my skills. In preparation for those interviews, I did connect with Cuckoo Kangaroo on the interwebs. Let me tell you what. If you don't know who Cuckoo Kangaroo is, it's a kindergarten teacher's dream, right? Fun, friendly, sometimes educational videos that children go nuts. It's like crack for kids. They're addicted. They love it. You're going to have to look up Cat Party. It's a big hit with the five-year-olds, right? Um, It's a gift. It's a gift to elementary school because you can just put this stuff on. The kids stand up. They dance and sing along while you're, you know, distributing scissors and paste for the next activity. It's true. We love Cuckoo Kangaroo. And I was like, yo, you guys want to hop on the podcast? And they were like, absolutely. And I can't believe that I have them on today. They spill the tea. They drop the dirt. We talk all about how Cuckoo Kangaroo got its start. So now you get to know the men behind the video. Without further ado, I give you the Social Studies Podcast with Cuckoo Kangaroo.
1: Uh,
0: You guys cannot believe that I have these two on my podcast. How this happened is um, beyond me. I feel like this is making my elementary school teacher... Dreams come true. Um, is that dream wet? We don't know yet, but I am excited to have on the podcast, Brian and Neil from Cuckoo Kangaroo. This is crazy. I've gone as you guys for Halloween before, and now you're on the podcast. Welcome. Wait, did <laughs> you
1: really do that? Did you really do that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the I kindergartners too. I, I. Okay. So I taught Uparel and the kindergartners were always... Like, they're obsessed with you guys, specifically Cat Party, but they're obsessed. And I would always go down there and hang. And then I found out that the paras, the paraprofessionals, the teacher's aides, would dress up and they wore your hat and your, your uh, fanny packs and your coo shirts. And then one day they got me one and I came down and I was Cuckoo Kangaroo. And they believed it. They bought it. They bought that
2: I was y'all. Good. That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for being us. It's good to. It's uh. It's cool. Yeah. It's uh, every every October is a big uh big month for us merch wise and promotions wise and stuff like that. It's good. It's good when uh yeah when people are posting up pictures of themselves as you. That's a uh, that's a good one right there. You're so, a better yeah, we, dancer we like than it. us,
1: so I don't know. The kids probably would be like this. This guy's too good. This guy's a ringer. <laughs>
0: um. I was given the gift of having a little junk in the trunk and it is able to move. So that's good. We'll just, nice. I'm, I'm, that. I'm quite proud of it. It's, I call it my Detroit booty and they don't know what to do with it here in Seattle. Um, so how, okay, straight up. How'd this start? Like cuckoo kangaroo. What the hell? Now I will say that my teacher friends and I did used to say these two were Microdosing on shrooms and cuckoo kangaroo came to light. Whoa. Can you tell me? About, are the rumors true? Why just microdosing? I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> been a macro,
1: yeah, macro dosing. I thought you microdosed on LSD, not on shrooms. I thought shroom was just like you take the thing and go. You
0: can microdose on anything. Oh. I microdose on Advil because I'm scared it's going to mess up my liver. You cut you cut an Advil in half? <laughs> yeah. So how did this happen?
1: We were college roommates and at St. Mary's in Winona, Minnesota. We're Minnesota boys. We still live here. And Neil, are we going to stay here for a while? Probably. Oh, we have been. We here. Oh, we're here. We were in a band before and then we started this band as kind of like an experimental project just to have less instruments just to be like freer so we can be like this is all interactive and so we made some beats and made some songs and just played in bars and clubs and stuff like that 21 plus shows on the weekend for our pals but it was the our hook was that we were just clean everybody else was like really dirty and so our gimmick to set ourselves apart was that we were just like campy gimmicky weird clean guys like over
0: the top clean.
1: Yeah, that was like our hype persona, you know, is that we were gonna do simple interactive songs. There's a sing along part. There's a dance, a dance like move we're gonna teach you. And then people kind of started asking us to play their kids' birthday parties in their garages. They saw us like at the bar, and we said sure because they paid better than the bar. And of then course. just um, and we were real hesitant for a long time. We like we kind of rode that line in the middle. We still kind of ride the line in the middle. And, um, that's the, that's kind of the, the impetus, Neil, you nailed it. That's that's the beginning, beginning, you know?
2: Yeah, it wasn't, um, you know, I think a lot of people, especially in the education world and stuff like that, they see like the dance along videos and they think that, you know, maybe it was like, you know, a very specific idea or sort of created to be, um, something for that, but pretty much everything we've done is very accidental and very comes out of experiments and comes out of like throwing things against the wall, and, you know, the first dance along videos we made were for a purpose of um, having people know the moves before they came to our live show. Because really, like Brian said, the, the live show is what came first, not like videos and especially not dance along videos. So it was all about giving people a little bit of a taste of what the live show was going to be. And then, you know, those videos just kind of spread online as things are, you know, want to do a little bit. And, you know, teachers started getting a hold of them. Um, online on YouTube and sharing them around social media and stuff like that. And then it just kept going like that. I mean, we, you know, and you you know, your audience knows that teachers share good ideas and best practices and like stuff like that. It's, and, and then so you make it not...
0: free and on YouTube. That's right. Bring it home, baby. <laughs> if I'm not spending money, I'm making money.
2: Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, pretty, you know, from the start of the band and even, you know, some of the most um, popular things we've done has really come out of experimentation and, and again, trying to see what kind of things we can do and where, how far we can take this in different directions and stuff like that. Because, you know, Brian jokes about not wanting to play instruments in the band, but it's also just like we want to be able to do so much more than like a typical rock band can do um, in many different ways. And so like that's kind of what you see now. And we, we found a good niche with the with the teacher world and uh, elementary schools and that kind of thing.
1: But again, that's weird, man. Didn't plan for that. Oh, yes. really? Yeah, totally. So. It's fun. That That's way.
0: so cool. Now I'm like you with your merch boxes with me and my merch boxes behind me. I feel like you're not going to end, not going to leave it. <laughs> just Here it goes. Okay. But there's not many kangaroos in Minnesota. So where'd the name come from?
1: Just, a, uh, just on a big old list is before we even had like a song could have been like a metal band or something. Who knows? Yeah. The name came before the music and the name came before we knew what we were doing. Yeah. So. Branding <laughs> and costuming is way more important than songs. You know what I mean?
0: Was there ever a name that wasn't Cuckoo Kangaroo? Like, were you at one time maybe like that something octopuses? I don't know.
1: Oh, there was a band like prior that we did in a battle of the bands called the Birthday Party. But then we found out like that's in a Nick Cave like side project band. So we couldn't use that. So we
0: needed a new band. <laughs> so there comes Cuckoo Kangaroo.
2: And a little, just a little too on the nose. I mean, it had party in the name. You know, again, we didn't really know who we were at the time. It's very experimental, but it would have been awkward to have the word party in a party-centric dance dance-along band, a little, little too close, you I know. Feel if, I uh, Cuckoo, Cuckoo Kangaroo, I think, has been pretty good because, again, especially considering the context of we chose it before we knew what we were doing. You know, we do a lot of jumping, we do a lot of craziness, we're uh, pretty wild on stage. So, you know, I think it, I think it fits, other than the fact that we have nothing to do with the marsupials. Or, I'm trying to think uh, you know, what some of our
1: other. I remember one of the names could have been Death, Death, Kill, Death. <laughs> and then Gadzooks, but that was like a board game or something. So who knows? It's just it's just stuff that sounded
2: interesting. You know, a lot of yeah. We were going to be Mr.
1: Uh... D. It was taken though. Well, yeah, we searched it and it was
2: already a very it popular. It it was popular like, well, this
0: guy's huge. I bought the donate the domain before you guys could do it. But you're <laughs> more than welcome to both go as me for Halloween. Okay, I've tried. Thank you. <laughs> keep trying. Keep trying. What's the costume? what's the de? It's costume? just like very teenage dirtbag trying to make it through life.
1: Just a guy, a guy who pretends like he's not as attractive as he is. You know, yeah. What I mean? Says like, "Oh my beard's so scruffy," but it actually is like perfectly manicured. You know that kind of stuff. So it's not really a costume. It's more of a vibe is what
0: you're it's saying 100% that. a vibe. And there's definitely, a, there's like a lot of sass in there. Like you have to have okay. the gate down perfectly. That's hard for Halloween. Yeah. You gotta make it simple. Well, you know, we we literally sell t-shirts and that's our costume. If so. you go for me, if you go as me for Halloween, it's, it's a moment. Like people will know that it's, that you're going as me based on how you present yourself. Like if someone starts like trying to make fun of you, you just have to look at them and go, what? And then they'll know that you're me. <laughs> You just squeak it. And a catchphrase? Yeah. That's
1: your catchphrase? The, what? That's it's great. one of them. How many question marks are at the end of that? There's like seven and, seven. A, and an exclamation point. Mm-hmm. That's branded. I was, I went in fifth grade, I went as a newsie. Like that, that movie yeah. was like oh, huge yeah. for me. Huge. Yeah. And everybody else was like, I don't know, Jason or something. I don't know. But I only watched musicals growing up. And nobody all night, nobody. Oh, what are you? What are you? A, a street sweeper? No, man, I'm a newsie. I'm a newsie. <laughs> I just, uh, I think I'll do it again because one guy finally went to the Mall of America on Halloween to like go on a r- roller coaster, and one like ride operator was like, Are you a newsie? And I was like, I'm yes! seen. I've been seen.
0: In third grade, I went as Austin Powers, and I literally asked my teacher, should we shag now or shall we shag later?" Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Third so, grade—that's oh, wow. a good costume. It was a great costume, and I'm pretty sure everyone else in the school was like, "That kid has horrible parents." <laughs> it's okay.
2: Speaking of good catchphrases, that's
0: there's there's dozens on. on my mom kid. is a
1: kindergarten para, and uh, there's been multiple different children that come in as. Their kindergartners as Chucky with like fake blood and stuff. Like yeah. And she's always like, what are you doing? And I was like, mom, it's all good. It's all good. Does like your doll
2: does your like the doll that comes to life? Chucky? Yeah. The doll. Like, did they reboot that? It seems like a weird
0: thing for 2020.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I guess it wasn't this year because they weren't there. But like last year.
0: One year answer. for Halloween, I'm going to go as Chucky's girlfriend. You know the when it's like Chucky three where he gets a girlfriend and she's like those movies are all so
1: scary I can't watch those. Now, okay. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this
0: though: Is your mom ever like to the other teachers in the school? Be like, hey, you guys. So my son straight up is Cuckoo Kangaroo. Like half he of it. Does that's and my all the kid. teachers are like, yeah, we've heard it, Marine. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. Um, but you guys like it's stupid how famous you are with the kids like honestly I've always wondered what it would be like if you walked into my school I was teaching I feel like they would freak out one of the questions I got from my fans today are who freaks out more when they see you in public a teacher or a kid
2: mm, i mean, definitely teachers yeah. I mean kids kids get confused a lot and they don't like maybe can't put two and two together sometimes or they oh think, so you're oh, saying someone wearing the stupid? shirt
1: stupid Sometimes, <laughs> you okay. know, I don't, that's like the first thing I said was like, <laughs> "It's okay, we're just it sarcastic. We're just way too sarcastic. We're way too sarcastic." But Neil, Neil gets seen in plain clothes way more than me. Is it the mustache? Uh yeah, maybe. I, I don't know what it is. That could be it. Yep, and and a more like iconic gl- face, uh,
2: glasses and stuff. But. Yeah, definitely teachers. I mean, and teachers come to—we we never get, like, recognized, obviously, like, in the world because we're not wearing our costumes, which is nice. It's another reason to have costumes, right? You but take them off and you got, suddenly you're not
1: that person Joe, anymore. you got to get a full—you got to get a costume. Let's go.
2: Yeah, it's, that's, what we're, that's what we're learning here. But um, at shows, basically, is the other thing where it's like the, t- the kids are—sometimes, are like, teachers are—teachers are very, very excited to see us and— you know, it's great. They sh- they show love like that. And, but sometimes the kids kind of have to be, like, pushed into, like, a, hey, you want to get a photo? No, you're, you are going to get a photo. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing where it's, like, the adult or the parent or the teacher want the photo more than the kid does. There's always that going on, you know. So kids are a little shy. They're a little, like, not sure. Or, you know, they're just overwhelmed or whatever it might be. Whereas, like. The adults, the teachers and stuff, they know what's going on. They're excited to see you. Yeah, they're, they're, it's just more of like the context of it all, I guess. It, it, it uh, makes more sense, especially in a live situation, to you know have the teachers be into it. Do you and
1: definitely see- teachers more than parents because teachers are just like – they're on it. They're unashamed. They're like, I'm a teacher. I know who you are. I don't give two craps what you think. We're taking a picture. Let's go. Oh yeah.
0: And, Let's and go. teachers are nuts for you guys, dude. Like I did a video the other day cause I'm currently going back into the classroom and I was joking around that saying that the way I'm going to prep for my interview is to refresh up on cuckoo kangaroo songs. So I, played one of your songs it was cat party and i just played i'm not joking like two seconds of it and i had so many teachers in my dms that were like cat party knew it right away boom i was like (laughs) yeah that and i feel like if i was in a room with a bunch of other teachers right and we were at a party or whatever and cat party came on we'd look at each other and be like you know this yeah i know this you know what i mean it's just kind of like a thing that we have
2: totally and i think like teachers they're they're like choosing to like play these videos and in a way we're like you know sort of a part of their classroom or they appreciate what we do or they just like the stuff whereas like if you're a parent maybe like your kid has talked about it or you maybe see it in the peripheral or like but usually maybe the kid picks it or whatever so definitely I think that's why teachers you know enjoy us more get more amped to meet us and that kind of thing is because they are the ones who are like choosing to put us on the classroom and there's more sort of ownership I guess with like teachers rather than like parents
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and yeah teachers I mean, we're not just fluffing. We're not just fluffing on purpose. Like, they're great. They're the ultimate sharers. You know what I mean? They're spreading the word. It's so cool. It's such a weird thing. Like, you were asking about, like, the beginning of the band, and we made our first, like, dance-alongs as just that joke DVD we made to sell when we were playing, like, colleges mainly. And kindergarten teachers just, like, went crazy on it on Pinterest, just sharing it around. And it took us a while to kind of catch up. Like, it definitely, like, They're not being marketed to. They were just like making something and they like pick it up if they like it or not, you know, so it's cool. That's cool.
0: Now, when that's when you started to realize that that was happening, were you guys kind of like, oh, this wasn't the vision? Or were you like, okay, we can continue going this direction for this demographic of fans?
1: Both all the time on
0: everything. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
2: yeah <laughs> yeah i think it was we weren't disappointed by it because we still are we still feel like we're kind of like small and kind of up and coming but Whoa, especially at the time that's we were so
0: insane to hear you say yeah i mean within like certain worlds we yeah. are big but we feel like
2: in the general sense we're not that big you know but that's because we're like a niche like family band and we're like even niche than that specifically with the schools. So, you know, it's sort of weird in that kind of way because yeah. So at first, but, but at the time we were just kind of trying, again, we were just like throwing stuff against the wall. We were just hoping something would catch on. We, you know, beggars can't be choosers, that kind of thing. So it's like, you know, we were just happy someone was di- getting into it and, And, you know, we didn't, we we were playing really small shows and still, you know, nowadays they're getting a little bit bigger, but, you know, at the time we were just like, again, it's just like, can we get anybody to come to these shows and what can we do to try and stand out and, and be a little bit different and be notable in that kind of way. So, yeah, I guess we didn't expect it, but we were still like, you know, thankful for it. And we were happy that someone was paying attention. It was just a matter of like, okay, what do we do with this? Like, how do we. How do we turn this into something? Because at the time, it wasn't our job. Mm-hmm. You know, we it's been Cuckoo Kangaroo. We've been a band for 12 years. And the first, like, six to eight years, we had other jobs. And especially even especially when, you know, the dance long stuff was just getting started, we were working other gigs and stuff. So, you know, we were just trying to work towards a place where we could be, uh, you know, fi- financially independent with just this band. And so it was just like, okay, how do we do this? And it was like, all right, let's, let's figure this out. Let's try and find a ways to make money from this and grow the audience from this. And that was kind of more the challenge rather than, like, well we don't want this audience or it's weird or whatever it was just like how, how do we do this now how do we pivot to kind of like aim towards more of this
0: and that is the hardest part you no
2: know,
1: thanks for rich <laughs> okay
0: let's just be clear my professions are teacher and comedian so i have a very <laughs> skewed sense of what wealth in america is
1: <laughs> yeah just the fact that you're a stand-up comic is neil is a nba fan but both of us on top of that we're stand-up fans like hardcore? It's like the one thing we'll never touch, we'll never go towards. It's probably like the scariest thing in the world to me. The fact that you do it, just I'm tipping my hat. Cheers. That's, Thank you. Well, we do our own. We
2: do our own element. I think of that like in our shows. Riffing. Like I think we we riff with each other and just like yeah, just the idea of being on stage and trying to do some comedy. Like we think of our songs as comedy songs and that kind of stuff. So who are some There's well of, of the your favorite? Same vein in there, as far as what comedy music?
0: Yeah, no, just comedy in general.
2: Oh, Brian, go ahead. Some Brian listens to more stand-up stuff than I do. We're both just big SNL nuts. Oh uh, yeah, we watch SNL religiously every single week for years and years and years. Yep, yep.
1: Um, I mean, but I don't know. Chappelle, Brian, who you got? Yeah. Of
2: course, Chris
0: Rock, Maria Bamford. Oh, amazing.
1: Bill Burr.
2: Who am I like? Chris Rock is your big one, Brian. I would say that's when you're. That's Chris one Rock your and
1: Chappelle are probably the people I like re-listen to their stand-up specials. Like, I'll just like have it on. Just ha- you know just it's comforting
0: <laughs> I, I, I like how you didn't pick bill burr to be comforting <laughs> no way no no no
1: because a lot Different of people bad. a lot of people think like as you know as a comic bill burr says stuff that rattles people right? yeah i mean and so do the other guys too but bill does it especially like he gonna he's gonna twist the knife right you know he's gonna twist right. the knife But in the art of comedy, like if you're a comedy fan, like you just like, yeah, cool. I just see it. No problem. You
2: appreciate how it's done. You appreciate. Yeah. It's not just about the shock factor. It's like, oh, wow, that was a really good joke and like a really interesting concept of getting into that sort of like, you know, borderline like type of thing, you know, so that's where it is for us. I mean, we're just talking about his SNL monologue from a few weeks ago and, you know, he kind of went pretty far with it. Mm In um, some different areas and stuff, but you still, if, if you appreciate the comedy and appreciate the setup and how he's getting to these places, it's like super well done. It is. So it's not you. You can't get distracted by the fact that he's maybe crossing the line. It's about how he's doing it and when. Sort of the point, the larger point he's trying to make. So,
0: so I did a show. Right, I was doing a show. My my audience demographic who come to my shows are, it's almost exclusively. St- I almost said exclusively strippers. <laughs> it's almost exclusively teachers. There are definitely non-teachers there and people who are just fans of comedy, but I would say that the the majority of my fans are like not all encompassing comedy fans. They're just like they relate to the teacher humor and the stuff that I do there, which is relatable beyond just teachers. So I did my show in Boston and you know, teachers can be a little bit like do I laugh at this? Like I'm a member of society. I need to hold myself to the standard. And I get in the green room, I go on in 10, and the owner comes in and is like, hey, we have a drop in. Somebody's gonna go on before you. I was like, cool, it's Bill Burr. So <laughs> Bill comes in, we're like chatting. Did he bump you? uh sorry finish your story i always do this no it's okay i can't <laughs> say that he bumped me because it wasn't a lineup it was my show like i was headlining oh, okay. that night and he just showed up and i was like this is an yep. honor of course of course you know what i mean in so in that city too in his yeah. own city and his what on club? his own yeah. turf what club laughs boston yeah so uh he came back we chit chatted and i was like i didn't know even know how to say this i was like i know you're bill burr and like, you got this, but my audience is a little different. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went out and did it. And they were like, ah! like, I think I think I could only hear my parents laughing because my parents are huge comedy fans. And I was like looking out into the crowd and they were laughing, but they were so taken back. They were like, do I, these are like my coworkers I'm with. Like, Can I can I can I laugh? And it was just incredible to see him like work his material in that raw state you know blew my mind did you guys so you guys did warped and you've done like other really cool stuff like that and in the music world have you ever like interacted with some of your music idols or like people who you were kind of like taken back when you met i like nobody so no i don't care i don't care perfect
2: (laughs) i mean yeah i mean for 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 us you know there's been there's been some moments like that i think the, the big one for us um especially you know, for me and, and my background is we've been able to become friends with and tour with a band called the Aquabats. And that was a, um, they're a superhero rock band from Southern California. And I kind of grew up listening to them and knowing about them kind of in like middle school and high school and stuff. And it was just so cool to actually, you know, support them locally. And then get asked to go, they took us on one of our very first tours ever and stuff like that. So that again, it's kind of like a smaller band, it's kind of like a niche band or whatever, but that was a big one because it was like, oh, I actually knew about you and you know a long time ago, and now you're like asking us to go on tour, and we still love. We did a tour with them last fall, and we still love playing with them any chance we get, and so yeah, so that would be the the, the one there. But I don't know. We've never really met any like big comedians or like superstar or, like I don't know, rappers or anything like that. I are Mr. D. But-
0: <laughs> you're gonna open for Chance and like Lil Wayne.
1: Ooh, yeah, yeah let's, and- let's go. Nicki Minaj might even like call
0: that. you and be like, hey guys, so. <laughs>
1: So do you, when you tour, do you have a middle, do you bring a middle with you on the road or you just have like a local middle and a host or what do you do? Like, or is it?
0: So sometimes I bring my own feature with me. There's this really funny comic. who's a good friend of mine named Devin Siebold. He's a high school teacher and, uh, he's straight. So we sort of have like the similarity of teaching in common, but we're also so different. So, uh, I like to bring him on the road when I can as a feature because it's just like a really cool juxtaposition, but also the same thing. But since the pandemic and then even a little bit before that, I just sort of take a feature that's local to the city because that's a really cool thing to do, too, is um, have a host in a feature that's local because they can do all that like local joke and stuff like that and everyone's like yeah this is familiar and then i get up there and i'm like ah didn't realize that my hair would turn yellow in this phoenix arizona chlorine pool like you know shit like that totally <laughs> that's cool but it's fun it's fun touring's fun i'm sure you guys love it too
2: Touring's the best yeah can't wait to get
0: back so what's up what's uh on the docket can we even say yet no
2: yeah we got a lot going on right now you're I mean, saying no for shows. T-
1: shows or what Yeah, for for
0: for touring. So I'm sure like all entertainment you guys had a packed schedule that didn't end up happening You got it. And then do we have a plan Nah. Play it
2: by ear right now. I mean we have a plan again not for not for shows really I mean we just went in and kind of made an album all summer and you know did other did other things that could be done You know online style, you know some some streaming shows so that's what kind of we did live is played shows in Brian's garage streamed them on YouTube and did it that way. And then we also opened up like custom shows so people could buy like sets from us and we would do like custom shows just for you or your classroom or your whatever, um, your program, your camp, whatever. Um, you know, so we did some live stuff that way, but really it's just really been about, all right, we can't do shows. So let's make an album. Let's make new videos. Let's, uh, you know, see what else, let's make some new merch. Let's see what else we can do. But as far as shows go, hopefully, uh, you know, summer 21, maybe later in the summer or something like that, we'll be able to get out there and, We can't play indoors, but, you know, we've played plenty of shows outdoors and parks and stuff like that. So that's kind of the hope is that next summer we'll be able to get back on track and at least do something, maybe just in the Midwest or whatever it is. We'll see. That's a thing. We're still kind of in wait and see kind of mode right now to see how things go and kind of play it by ear. But we, we stay flexible and we'll be ready to go whenever we get the green light that this is something that can happen again.
0: Well, we can also ring in the new year cuckoo kangaroo style, right? Oh yeah. So what's oh, is the this, tea? Is this our time
1: we're supposed to plug? Wow, what a Well it came up out of
0: nowhere. But oh, yeah, we're yeah. gonna bring it here.
1: What a transition on <laughs> top of it. Hey, we're play yeah. We're doing a New Year's Eve an on demand show. It's our first show we're doing online. We're charging ten bucks a ticket. Ten bucks is just the ticket is just anybody in the house. And you can watch it from December thirtieth to January second. Okay. As a countdown playing some songs. We shot on green screen and we have a buddy who's going to like animate the backgrounds
2: for the whole show. So that's cool too, because again, we did a few YouTube live like type shows where we just played in Brian's garage and that was great for a little while. But now for this one's a holiday, we're charging you for it. So it's like, all right, let's up the production a little bit. And so our friend uh, Matthew is going to like for the whole like 30 minute show is going to have like visuals going. So it's going to look like we're dancing in like a weird universe or whatever. (laughs) Colors and shapes and, and references
0: so and all sorts of weirdness. So back to micro dosing.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's right. Hey, it is a season, right? It's a party holiday. You know, uh, bring your substances. Now,
0: I do think that's really cool, though, because I I don't know. Growing up, uh, New Year's was always a family thing. I always spent it with my family. And this if if this was a year where I was eight, my parents would be like, "Hell yeah, we're gonna have Cuckoo <laughs> Kangaroo on the TV the whole time. Your mom and I are yeah. gonna be drunk as hell. It's gonna be great." Yeah, I can see this being a huge yeah. hit.
1: Microdosing doesn't seem fun because it just seems like it never like hits you. You're just like calm okay i'm just either like i'm really intense just give me
0: super bitter coffee or bourbon or nothing at all so are you two on tiktok have you been sucked into the world of the tiktok yet we don't have anything on tiktok but do you maybe you can tell us what we should do okay you need to fall down i'm really well known for falling down amazing rabbit holes they're the best ones come from TikTok. One recently that I fell under is light language, which you two need to fall down very quickly. <laughs> light, language light language is therapy through sound where people literally make these sounds and like the vibrations are supposed to like level out your chakra. I don't know. Mostly it sounds like people are trying to be the pigeon woman from Home Alone is what it sounds like for me. But a really interesting that's one. Alone,
1: that's Home Alone 2, Joe. Um,
0: ooh, my bad, my bad. But yeah. th- I recently I recently did fall down a rabbit hole of people who just are very openly talking about their microdosing and how it's, re- it's like <laughs> actual medicine. But then I look at these people and I'm like, I don't mean to judge, but I'm not taking medical advice from you and your tapestry and all the water bottles on the floor of your car. But- you know, again, just me. That's just why me. I know so much about Wait, this right so now. Light language. It's not so like your love language. language. It's not your love language. So do you need me to do an impression? Yeah, it sounds like ASMR. It is very ASMR-esque. Like, what's the light part of it? What's the visual? Light? I have no idea. But the weirdest part about light language is that sometimes they write it out. Like, you can write it. But, okay. I'll get to that. Wait, can
1: I just say before you do it, I'm visualizing just old school windows screensavers on tiktok that's all i'm I'm just i'm just saying like floating colors you mean like either like the like light speed han solo star wars thing or like the little person that catches the worm you know what i mean Uh, okay
0: here is light language for real they get very serious about this they go okay i just want to let you know you need a little drink a little bit water and this is for your seasonal depression And so then I started thinking I shouldn't laugh at this. Maybe it's a cultural thing. It's not. I feel like it's bored white women in the suburbs who wanted to feel healthy with their sound. On TikTok. On TikTok. And this is how this happened. Now, when you write light language with your hands... It just looks like scribbles. I thought it was going to be like C-U-U-U-U-S-K. Like the sound, it's not. It's just a bunch of furamongai. Wow. Wow. Well, now, you know,
1: I can see why you want to go back to teaching because you're bored.
0: (laughs) Uh, Literally. Okay. Here's the thing about me going back to teaching. I don't have to. I literally want to because I'm so bored in this house. I'm like, I just, I don't know anything about it, except for this house and the grocery store down the street. And I want to go like kids are fun. Like it's, it's a fun job and I want, I want to do it and I'm not on tour till who knows when. So why wouldn't I? What grade, what grade are you doing? So I have for nine years I taught everything between third and sixth. By the, the best all, grades, right? The absolutely grade. not. No. <laughs> the stinkiest, they throw things at you. They have the worst attitudes. Absolutely not. So I've always wanted to teach kindergarten, but they would never let me, with good reason, probably. But now I'm in a situation where I can be a little picky so i'm gunning for kindergarten all right uh, i hope you get and, it and you know i'm gonna be rocking that cuckoo kangaroo every day good oh it's perfect we got perfect. lots of new songs perfect. for age group. i have Can one more question before we go oh we're done already, we, we, are done already. We, we are done already i'm sorry well brian we can't go over an hour like our podcast this is this is good because this means that you guys have to come back yeah part two um this question came up very very frequently and i was shocked by it oh god What is <laughs> what is your favorite song and what is your least favorite song because the fans have their opinion but they want to know yours sure like of cuckoo kangaroo songs with cuckoo, like kangaroo, music? With cuckoo kangaroo yep Ooh,
2: oh my gosh i don't know I'm trying to think i, I mean we made them really, really hard we like get asked so we get asked our favorite song all the time but we almost never get asked about our least favorite song that's a, that's a new one for us, which is good. It's good to get asked new questions. I'm trying to think of the least favorite one. The thing is, people don't understand how many songs we have. You have a ton. Most people, most people thinks we, think we have like 20 songs or like 15 songs. So it's like, do I pick from the ones that people know about or do I pick from the ones that are like actually worse than a lot of those? You just haven't heard them yet. Right, I'm, not heard talking about, I'm not talking about unreleased. All this is available online. You go to our Bandcamp page. That has our full discography. Like... Some of these a songs don't videos and stuff.
1: discography. Oh, we have like
2: 8 9 albums
1: on there. Yeah, it's This it's is wild, a word. So. This word discography that you use. Yeah, it's your new it's your light language. <laughs> yeah. Your, it refers to physical media. All right, I've which got is, my worst kind of fa- I've got my least favorite song. Okay, my least favorite song we made in like 2012 or something we made this we like concept albums cuz it gives you a little box to like make you know, ideas in so we made 31 minute animal songs. And on there, there's, there's some real gold on there and there's some real trash on that record. You know? <laughs> hit me with it. And there's a song called Brian Likes Pandas. And it's, it's, it's one of the biggest regrets of my life, allowing that to just like make the cut. But we needed 30. We probably were like, hey, we got 25. Let's let this one roll.
0: And so I, I can see that least. one being made. Like Neil was like, "Brian, what's your favorite animal?" We we're like, eh, "Pandas." <laughs> yeah, Brian likes pandas.
1: kind <laughs> of like it. we had a big list, and it's like we've written a song about every other animal. This one didn't get a song. All right, put it in there. I think
2: I think it could be too that you just don't like to have your name in the song. That's the only song we've ever had that includes one of our names. Ooh. So I feel like that. I feel like that could be part
0: of it too. Yeah, Neil, are um, you are you pro or con? Brian likes pandas. No I mean
2: he it's, it's, even not, remember it it's, exists. it's not a good song it's I'm not, I'm not saying it's a good song, but I think it's also notable that it has your name in it all right, right? like that this, is like, why this question
1: trips up Neil. Neil probably doesn't even remember mm-hmm. six of our song titles right now. He probably couldn't I even think remember. I, I
2: recently looked listened to these songs because I had to like out the lyrics or something like that. So I definitely went into some of these. I'm trying to think I'm also going to pick a critter song. I'm just not sure which one to choose from. I might choose. Huh, a lot of these are not very notable. I might choose um, Sam the Pig. Sam the Pig. But yeah, if you want, an, if you want, you should. Most people don't know about Critters. People need to go check out our album Critters. There's 30 songs. Each of them is exactly 60 seconds long. And there's a lot of filler in there, but there's also some gems. So uh, go check it out. Even though we both just picked our least favorite songs from all time, okay, but and are both on there. This
0: this one this question struck me listening to you talk about that. Why did Cat Party do so well? This is about cats. I mean, cats are hot.
2: Like cats are hot in the streets. I mean, everyone knows cats.
0: Cats are hot in the streets right now. The internet
2: loves cats. We created that album for uh, a sort of internet adjacent event
1: called the Internet Cat Film
2: Festival. You stop
0: it.
1: Yeah, there's five cat songs, by the way, Joe. You got to listen to all five.
2: Yeah, so locally here, there's a, a big art institution. It's called the Walker Art Center, and um, they did a couple events um, where they, they started this thing called the Internet Cat Film Festival, and they would just screen the best cat videos from that year. The real And fun. this event just kept getting bigger and bigger, and we played, like, the second or third annual one, and they held it at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds in, like, a big 10,000-seat-like spot, and we made an album to go alongside it, and a short EP, and that was just one of the songs. So we're like, all right, we, let's just make five cat songs. And yeah, cat party was, was the hit of it. And, um, and yeah, just kept
0: going and going, but, but yeah, that, so that's kind of a funny story about that one. But why though, why why was Boris originally not invited to the cat party?
2: Well, it doesn't have anything to do with Boris, but it has everything to do with just playing with the idea that like, Oh, everybody's always invited and no matter what everybody's invited. And then uh, you get to this one part in the song. It's like, no, 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 actually not. Everybody's invited Boris. You're not invited. So it's <laughs> really just more of a uh, playing with your expectations of like what a kid's band song is. You know,
0: I like and it. Boris is a jerk. He, yeah, he can be, he can be, Yeah. um, yeah, we, we get a lot of questions to, about that in the classroom too. Oh, about, what, about, about a cat party or about Boris or about yeah, what, just, our favorite song, you know, about Boris. That, that question actually came from a student. Um, but why, like the, the thing that they hold on to the most is I'll listen to your songs and be like, yes, now I can get a little of this sh- done while y'all are dancing, you know? And then they come back and they're like, but why wasn't Boris invited? And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> we're, you know what, kids listen to the podcast. Let's go. Yeah. yeah
2: it's a, it's not knowable is the thing you have to come up with that on your own. You have to like create that scenario in your own brain as, as to maybe why Boris is not allowed to. To be at the party, you know, we don't, we won't, it's not an actual thing. So it's like, you just kind of got to create that. Morris didn't pay his guess. taxes. That's why. Yeah. It could be a number of things. <laughs> could be sent, a lot of different we things. We sent
1: him a W, he sent his W-9. We, s- we sent him a 1065. He didn't file it. He got in some legal trouble and uh, we just thought, no way. I So wait, so, 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 uh, yeah, I guess. I guess that's that's probably why we don't dive deeper. We we have a lot of uh, ambiguity in a lot of our things. There's no like final wrap up in a lot of our <laughs> songs. Just like yeah, this is nonsense. It's over. Let's party. Yep. Next song. Yep. Next. Next. Next.
0: <laughs> and just so the people know too, I was featured in one of your music videos. There, Thank you. Little...
1: We internet harassed you to to put a video in, and you did. You're you're on our Panera song.
0: I uh, I'm pretty sure I told like all the other teachers I was like hey you guys um I don't know if you're familiar with cuckoo kangaroo obviously they were and I was like (laughs) I'm actually um gonna be in their next music video just so you know but here's what we got to do next time I come to Minnesota I want to like really be in one can I be can I be like one of your video vixens Oh, if you if you call yourself that, then yes, I absolutely you know, I'm glad. like I don't care what it, now. A, I get a I, satin I, jacket. Yeah, I you, like you cannot be an extra
2: in our video, but you can be a video vixen.
0: Thank God. Now, literally put me in a kiddie pool and oil me up in a tankini. Don't care. Like, we're going to do it. I what don't think man I ideas, I need... man. Um, you know, it's one of those things that you know to say, but you don't really know what it is. Yeah, it could tankini. be a lot of things. Tankini. Tankini.
1: Like it's I'm like a bikini. Mm-hmm. sounds like a one-piece suit, to but me. it looks like
0: it's like, but it's gray, like a tank, mm-hmm. something like that. It's like I'm, armored. I'm I'm pretty sure it's There's what what video vixens wear. The cannon.
2: Ooh, it's
0: video Got some stars vixens. and stripes
2: on it. Video vixens is good. Sometimes people don't want to be in our videos, and I think it's because we don't let them know that they're actually going to be video vixens.
0: Oh, I'm like fully like whatever. Like slather me in pizza, and we'll like redo that video. Like I like anything. I'm in. Put sauce on your face. Yeah, I love it.
1: You 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 are you're in. Most people just say, "Can I be in your video?" We say no, and then. (laughs) But you you've asked in such a creative way. That we're gonna yeah. tell you no too. Ugh. So
0: wait, <laughs> sorry. You don't want me slathered in pizza sauce. I'm we pretty... do, but
1: but it's not gonna make it in the video. We're just gonna have it on our own private reel. You know, it, Cuckoo Kangaroo home. only fans. Yeah, that's yeah only That's, fans. It, that's where it's gonna that. live. I yeah, love. Times are, it. are like tough, but they haven't
0: been the that year.
2: tough for us yet. So maybe next year.
0: Um, I think that rejection is the perfect place to end. I, I wanted to thank you guys so much. This is really, actually, really, really, really cool to actually be watching you guys in the classroom for years and get down to chat with you. So thank you for coming on. Where can people find more of you and where can they get tickets to the New Year's show and all of that and everything that's coming up? Hit them with the sauce.
2: Oh my gosh, on you got to go to Cuckoo, on your, on your face, you got to go to com for all those things. That's where the ticket link is for the New Year's Eve show and link to our YouTube page where all the videos are. Wow, and, what a sell. And what and like we were saying before, you got to check out our Bandcamp page, which is also a link to, uh, you can link to it uh, from, our, uh, from our main page there because you can hear Critters, the 30 song album uh, that we released many, many years ago and uh, yeah, 2012- so kind of getting up there in age, and you hear some of our worst
1: songs ever. 29 stinkers, one hit. You pick. Don't listen to
2: them because they're bad. Listen to them because most people don't even know they exist. And then you can be ahead of the game, and you can be like, actually, I've heard their bad songs on Critters. So That's how
0: big of a fan I am.
1: <laughs> and you can then go to our merch store where we've made pillowcases with Joe's face on there with his actual beard, hair, glued on it, and you can... <laughs> Rub up against his face. And they're $15,000. We have
2: a very confusing deal with Joe where um, we sell his merch on our store and um, he sells our merch on his store. And we don't really tell anybody about it. Speaking of confusing
0: deals. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you guys. Thanks so much. I really appreciate you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. On social studies. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Social Studies Podcast. As always, you can get bonus episodes, bonus content, bonus everything over at the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Joe This podcast is only continuing on because of dedicated followers on Patreon like you. So I appreciate you guys who go on there. Um, and if you haven't been on there yet, check it out. You can join for $5, $10, whatever works for you. And I appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate you guys so much. And I will see you next week. Bye. Try
1: to catch me howling at the moon.